depending on the breathing pattern that you use, it can stimulate a specific state that you would like to access. Welcome to the Tara Talk Podcast, a place for honest and open conversations to support you in living your best life from the inside out. Join me on this journey of self-discovery as we explore what it means to reach next level badassery and cut through the BS. So tune in, stay a while, and I promise I'll be right here alongside you as we figure the shit out together. Hello, Bia. I am so happy that you're here. This is so exciting. Thank you so much. I love to be here. I am so, so happy that you invited me for that. And I'm very excited to dive deep into my story and theater graphic with you. So for those of you that don't know Bia, her and I actually met about a year ago, maybe a year and a half or so. We're both in the Austin area. And I was immediately drawn to her presence because she just has this aura around her that I was like, I need to be around. And so it was really important for me to bring her on the podcast today to share her story, her experience, and just how powerful she is with her breath work. So I'm going to give you the floor and tell everyone who you are and what your background is and what you do. Yes. Well, thank you so much for that. Um, So a little bit of me and my background is I'm from Brazil. So I'm born and raised there my whole life. And I just moved to the US two years and a half ago. So to be honest, I learned to speak English about five, six years ago. So in the beginning, it was very challenging for me because if you ever start to learn a new language and start to work with a new language language it's very very challenging and there there is a lot of insecurity and self-doubt and a lot of things that comes with that right so other than just my regular self-doubt and and struggles that I had on my own life growing up but before that I was in Brazil living in Brazil working in the marketing industry in the corporate world for many many years and I had, I always had a very successful career. I was very happy in what I was doing in the marketing industry, but I always had that little voice that like something within myself that was telling me that it was born for something more, that I had a purpose, that I was not really living in my purpose, that I was not really, really happy, you know, like that little like uncomfortable feeling within myself. And I think I, for many years, I was just like, telling myself, no, like this is, I have the amazing job. I have a great uh, financial for what I do. I have amazing friends. Like my life is perfect. It's just like, I'm not going to even listen to this voice. Um, But as I start to uh, get into the leadership program of this company that I was working, they gave us a lot of coaching and I start to get in contact with coaching and it was a lot of questions, right? So coaching is not like therapy therapy is a lot of like conversations coaching is more like questions and answers and in this process of a lot of questions and answers questions and answers I noticed that for my whole life I kind of like disconnected from that curiosity and that like desire that I had to like go inward and listen to the questions that I had so in that process I start to realized that I was very curious and I had a lot of questions within myself that were not being answered. And I decided to just listen to that voice. So I started to do more coaching and asking more questions. And a lot of these questions, I didn't have an answers. And some of, of the answers that were coming, I was like surprised because some of these answers were very like different than what my parents wanted. 
uh, different from what my friends and family members thought would be the best pathway for me. And I start to listen to that. And when I start listening to that, I start to read lots of books in personal development, coaching. I start to go on YouTube and watch all the videos that I could find from authors and speakers that resonated with me. And I start to find lots of tools like Ikigai. It's one of them that talks a lot about your purpose, um, tools that a lot of personal development uh, people was sharing just to help people to align, to find their purpose, to connect with their mission and things like that. And in this process, I realized that I was not living in my purpose, that I was not really happy with what I was doing. And I, at the same moment, I went to Portugal, still living in Brazil. I went to Portugal in this conference that this company called Mind Valley was hosting. And they were bringing lots of speakers and people from all over the world. And I was just curious and I felt something in my heart that was calling me for this conference. And I even remember at this, this conference, I was still working the marketing, even though I was, my money was good for Brazil. This conference was about like $5,000 for a three days conference in Portugal. So I would have to pay for the ticket, which was like $5,000, which for Brazil, it's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So I had this, this ticket for this company that I bought. Actually, I didn't buy it. I just wanted to go. I had in my gut, I was like, I needed to go. I know I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to find this money to go, but I just want to go. And I had to pay for the flight tickets, hotel and all of that. And I was at the job that I was doing there. And I remember seeing my friend and my friend, and it was someone that always represent this wisdom voice for me. And I saw her and I went to her and I was asked her the question. I was like, I have this conference. It's a lot of money. I would have probably to sell my car to be able to pay for all of this. But I feel like I want to go. So she stopped me and she looked at me and she was like, do you think that this is something that can completely change your life? And I was like, maybe, I think so. And then she said, so what is a car to completely change your life? So I was like, oh, that moment was the moment of like the shift for me. So that moment I, I understood that, yes, like it might be something that could completely change my life. And I'm here like questioning if I should pay this, if I should like sacrifice that or that, you know, like all these conversations that I had. So I made a decision that I would sell my car if I needed. And I, a week later that I decided to go and I put the payment down, put my credit card and I received an email from the company that I got a bonus for my performance and for the things that I was doing there. And it was exactly the money that I needed for that conference. And I know it sounds crazy. A lot of people say like, oh, okay, it's just a coincidence. But I really don't believe in coincidence in my life. Always when I follow my gut and I go for the things that my intuition and my, my heart is telling me, it always presents itself. So that's what happened. I went to this conference and in this conference, I had my first breathwork experience. I have done lots of like breathworks, like meditation, yoga, you know, simple breathing techniques. And that was the first transformational breathwork experience that I had. So I went there and I remember when I was about to uh, get into the session, they asked us to set an intention. And I had this feeling that like voice that wasn't 
inside of my head saying that the universe was trying to tell me a message of courage. And I was not really understanding why, because again, I was okay in my career. I was happy. I was starting to find that voice that I was not really happy, but I was still like comfortable in the job that I had. But I was feeling like everybody that I was meeting was kind of like giving me this underlying message of courage. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go into this breathwork experience and my intention will be to understand why the universe wants me to be courageous. Like, what is this courage message that it's coming? And that's the intention that I said in that breathwork. In that breathwork, I had this vision and it was a memory of me, my 12 years old. And I was in my room and I used to write... Uh, relaxation sessions for my friend that now I know that it's just a simple meditation, but I used mm -hmm. to say things like, imagine that you have your favorite dolls and your best friends and you are in a waterfall and just <laughs> things like that and put my friends yeah. in my room and just let them feel very relaxed. Um, and this memory came up and I was like, wait, what? why is this coming up? Like courageous, like doesn't relate like why is this thing coming and I was just starting, trying to control what's coming what was coming because I've been always someone very agitated very like lots of ideas and creative and doing this and that so my mind was just like going all over and all these visions and memories and things coming up and I was like oh, just like trying to control and then the the experience ended and a lot of people were sharing oh my god I had this vision and I felt this in my body and all these things and I was like I didn't have anything. I just had this like memory popping up, but like nothing related to my intention. I was very frustrated because everybody was like having all these things. And I was like, these people are crazy. Like, what, what are they talking about? Yeah. Um, but that thing stayed with me. And I was just remember having that, that image. So I went back to Brazil after the conference and everything changed after that. Like things was like not working for me anymore. I was having problems with my boss. Like we were having like some beef with each other, which we never had. Um, the work that I was doing, I was not really like enjoying the things that I, I used to enjoy. Just things were not really feeling in alignment and flow for me. Yeah. And at the same moment, Mind Valley hired me to move to Malaysia. So I moved to Malaysia, went to there to work in the marketing team. And in this process, I was also realized that the decision of moving there and starting to pursue a little bit more of the personal development was this gut feeling that I wanted to um, just listen to that voice and understand myself deeper. And Mind Valley has lots of different different courses like uh, hypnosis course, personal development, um, business course, coaching, all of that. So I did all the courses while I was working there. I was really like digging into the personal development world and really understand the coaching world and understanding the business of the side of that, but also like watching people be transformed by the work that coaching does and a lot of different authors and speakers and learning from all of them. And I also was doing the, the job, the job, the work in myself. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. So while I was working in the marketing, I was also like going through this inner work, which was also a very, very tough phase for me. So I consider that period of my life that I was there literally the darkest moment. I I faced a lot of identity crises there. I was just peeling a lot of layers of who I thought I was. Um, I thought I would become this pers person, but based on the conditions that I had before. 
Um, I was also going through a very, very challenging moment. I was gaining a lot of weight. My skin was going through this whole crazy transformation. Um, I was by myself. I didn't know people there. I moved there. I didn't know anyone. I knew like the founder, like one people were on another, but not no one that I was like living with. I had to figure out where to live. People barely spoke English there. I had a like completely new culture, new everything, right? So it was a lot to 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 digest in that moment. But it was also very transformational. So in that process, I realized that I literally did not want to work for other people. I also realized that I did not be working on a nine to five job. I realized that I wanted to have freedom. Freedom was my top value. And I was like, I freedom for me is be able to move around and decide what I want to do every day, not having to be following a schedule and having to be um, telling someone what I'm doing every day and in a work, you know, all of that. And I was like, if that's my top value and I'm trying to force myself into a job that I don't enjoy, that I don't like, and I have to be telling my boss what I'm doing. I'm like, this is not going to work. So in this process, I decided to quit my job and start my own business. And I start my own business just simply uh, with my coaching certification, just simply helping others to go through their transformation themselves. Like the same transformation that I was going through, I was just helping and supporting people through the same journey. And I've been always very fascinated about manifestation and learning and studying the science behind manifestation and authors that speak on that. So I start to like just helping people to understand manifestation, manifest more things in their life. Mm -hmm. And one of the last certifications that I did in this process was a breathwork certification. And in this breathwork certification, I had this voice again saying theta breath. And I was like, oh, that's a cool word. It, it, it's describes a lot of what I do, like the theta brainwave and like theta healing, which is one of the modalities that I was studying as well. Um, breath work, which is so powerful and so inspiring, so helpful. So I start to just take all the pieces of this whole journey. I know it's a long journey and I hope you're still here with me. Uh, but I took all the pieces of all this journey and I understood that the universe was just giving me the pieces that I needed to start this completely new me, a new version of me, a new pathway that I was building. So after that, after I had that voice, I was clear that Theta Breath was my path. And I started to just take all these pieces, put it together and help it, help, helping people through my own process of Theta Breath. Right? And after I did that, things just start to like literally flow abundantly Everything was just working. I was feeling much better. Uh, clients, I could not take clients anymore because I didn't have that capacity. Um, I was making way more than I was making in my job. Like literally when I started a breath work in four or five months, I was making six figures that I was struggling to do before even like doing that, you know? So yeah. All of that was just like a, the universe giving me the confirmation that I was in the right path. And since I started this, it was just like this Things feeling all the up. time that I'm living in my purpose. Yeah. So that's a little bit, a little bit <laughs> of my story. I love it. And I honestly, I love your story so much because I feel like you've come such a long way and there's so many places we could take this, right? So I think like the, the number one thing I'd love to know, and the audience would really just love to know, what is breath work? 
Oh yeah. Like in the grand fun. scheme, like what, you know, like honestly, Bia, when I first like heard about breath work, I was like, what are you talking about? We're just breathing. Like breathing is breath work. Like, what does that yeah. mean? So just give like a very baseline explanation of like, what is breath work? Yes. So breath work is simply using the breath, using a specific type of breath to do a type of work. Like if we, if we do a breakdown of the word breath and work is using the breath to work in towards something, right? So a lot of people say that breath work can be a type of therapy is an experiential therapy because it helps you depending on the type of breathing that you use, depending on the breathing pattern that you use, it can stimulate a specific state that you would like to access. So on the yoga world, uh, there are a lot of types of, of breath works, of course, a lot of type of yogas as well. Uh, but usually yoga use a more calming and relaxing breathing pattern for you to access this state of calmness. And then now in the world, there are so many types of breath work out there, right? If you especially now after hearing breathwork here and typing breathwork, you're going to find all these ads and you're going to be targeted yeah. with all this type of breathwork. And there are many different because it is a very powerful thing. And the yeah. reason that it's so powerful is because the breath has the ability to control your nervous system. So the nervous system is what controls everything in your body. It's what controls your brain, your heart rate. Uh, it's what controls like your state. So when you learn how to use the breath to control your nervous system, you are able to control a lot of things in your body so the same way that your breath is unconscious it is also conscious right so mm. right now we are all breathing if you're here listening you're breathing right mm -hmm. um, yeah. but you are probably not very aware of this breathing pattern so it's just yeah. happening naturally your body learn how to do this naturally and what happens is to a lot of us we receive a lot of information we see a lot of things we are not paying attention to the breath but Everything that it's happening around us is controlling this breathing pattern and it's controlling our nervous system. So a lot of us, we see a message or an email or something that happened and triggered us. It triggers our nervous system. It changed the way that we were breathing. So usually on a fight or flight response, which is a more like tense stress response, a more like a contraction, you know, this is a, a, a more um, sympathetic response in the body, which means that you're breathing probably more into like your chest. It's more through your mouth. Uh, probably your inhale is it's not balanced with your exhale. So mm -hmm. this is this is all that happens. And breath work helps you to regulate this type of breathing. It helps you to uh, be more conscious about this breath and have more control of your state. So if I could resume a little bit, that's a little bit of what breath work is and the power that it, it holds. So for someone that's like maybe super skeptic or someone like me, that's like before I got into obviously theater breath work and love it so much. What would you tell someone about breathwork if they're, they get into these phases of being super stressed out a lot or something bugs them or they're agitated or like this comes up, like how would be the easiest way to like ease into something like breathwork? So a lot of people starts with box breathing, like box breathing is the most basic one. And it's very, very good because puts you in a neutral state. 
Mm-hmm. So if you're having a cries or even like the box breathing is actually one of the first breathing techniques that I start to use to regulate my gut and to help me with health coaching actually. So um, I used to just like eat very fast and I was like not even paying attention in what I was eating. Um, mm-hmm. So when I start my health coaching, which was many, many years ago, even before I start this journey myself, um, I remember my health coach gave me the box box breathing to do before every meal. So before every meal, I just had to do a box breathing, which is in five seconds, you inhale through the nose, then you hold for five seconds, and then you exhale out through the mouth in five seconds and hold for five. So literally creating a box, and then you inhale, hold, exhale, hold, inhale, hold, exhale, hold for five times. You do the whole box five times and you're going to notice that when you start and when you finish, you feel way more calm, calmer mm-hmm. at peace and, and way more controlled. For me, it gave me more presence to be present with the eating, but you can literally use this type of breathing at any moment. So you can use as if you receive a message that you didn't like or an email that your boss said something that triggered you, use the box breathing throughout the day in many different moments is going to help you to regulate. So this is like a very basic, all of us can do. We don't need any guidance. It's literally doing with yourself, inhale, hold, exhale, hold for five seconds every time. Now, does it have to be five seconds? Do you have to inhale through the nose, exhale through the mouth? Like what is the um, reasoning behind the time, how often you're doing it or how many times you're doing it and using your nose versus your mouth? Great question. So the reason, so basics of breath work, right? And, and the, how our body works. So every time that you inhale through your nose and exhale out through your mouth, you are bringing more oxygen and decreasing the carbon dioxide. So in the case of theta breath work, for example, which is a different breathing pattern, what we want to do is literally change the oxygen balance in the body so we can change how your body is operating. With box breathing, we want to actually just balance that oxygen in your body and create just a, a calming state. So the inhale through the nose, the exhale through the nose as well, it gives you the nervous system, the sign, the message that you can shift from a sympathetic to a parasympathetic, which means fight or flight or um, not or to rest and digest. So sympathetic is the fight or flight. Parasympathetic is the rest and digest. Sympathetic is when you're stressed, anxious, nervous, all the things that we all do every day, right? And then parasympathetic, the rest and digest is when you're calm, your right uh, heart rate is dropping, you're feeling your breath is more shallow, you're more like calming. Um, So we thinking about the nervous system and the sympathetic and parasympathetic, the inhale and exhale through the nose helps you to shift from this fight or flight to rest and digest. Out through the mouth um, and in through the mouth, actually, a lot of people, they don't notice, but they are breathing through the mouth. This gives your body understands that as a sign that you should be in alert. So that's Mm -hmm. how our body learned since we are humans, uh, how to operate. So my body is, if I'm breathing through the mouth, I'm telling my body that I need to be in alert. So you can think about a situation where you're like running and you're like, playing with someone or you're like trying to like pay attention you're probably more like your your breath is faster you're probably breathing more into your chest and it's more through the mouth 
So yeah. that's how our body works. So in order for us to balance that, we need to bring inhale through the nose and the exhale can be either through the mouth or through the nose. The reason is it depends on what you want to create. I personally prefer to always do inhale through the nose and out through the mouth to balance again, the oxygen and the carbon dioxide in the body. Mm -hmm. In the case of box breathing, um, what we learned is that you need to inhale through the nose and exhale out through the mouth. I personally experience myself and it doesn't make a lot of difference in terms of accessing a calming state. I sometimes do through the nose and sometimes exhale through the, through, through the mouth. So it doesn't really change to access that calmness, presence, grounding uh, that box breathing brings to us. So that's a, just a little bit. I don't want to like go so much more deeper into that, but it's just like, so you understand how our body works and why in through the nose and out through the mouth. The other thing that, um, not going super deep into that, but the other thing that it's important when we think about uh, calming or more activating state is the time length of, mm -hmm. of this inhale and exhale, right? So when we want to create this response of sy sympathetic to parasympathetic, uh, we want your inhale to be shorter than your exhale. So make your exhale longer than your inhale. So for example, a good breathing technique for you to do before going to bed, if you're like agitated or you're in the computer or like, you know, you're watching TV until late or you're like answering message and you lay down in bed and you're like, ah, oh, there's so much going on. Like I have so much in my head. I can't sleep right now. A good breathing technique is double the amount of time that you exhale. So for example, the four seven, eight is a good technique, which is inhaling four, hold for seven, and then exhaling eight, or simply inhaling four and exhaling eight. Both of them work and helps you to slow down because it's telling literally when you're exhaling longer, it's telling your body that you can relax. You don't need to be like with your guard up, you know, like just like being in awareness, like in, in attention. And you can literally put your body to, to rest and, mm -hmm. and sleep. Um, but we also have techniques and breathings, for example, for you to do in the morning, if you're too sleepy or if you're, you know, like um, feeling like you want to like uplift a little bit in the middle of the day, like you're getting tired or it's. A simple one is just exhale through the nose, no inhale, and just you just do like that. So yeah. literally one second for a few rounds. So this is literally like activating your body. So you have less oxygen and you feel like your belly compressing. So all the the, the strength that you use to do the exhale comes from your breath and you exhale out through the, through the nose. She's exhaling through the nose right now. <laughs> yes, I hope you can hear. <laughs> so... This is, this is like a simple one, but that's how powerful our breath is and it can control yeah. our state, you know? So we can also, the breath work, it can be a lot of people that have this conception that can be like this very calming and sleeping, but no, it doesn't need to be. Breath work can also be something that it's very activating, that it's helping you uh, to also release a lot of emotions. So what do we do with theta breath work is to help people to heal a lot of the emotions that it's in the body. And it is in the body. Like we somatize mm -hmm. a lot of the things that we don't talk about or that we experience or traumas that we went in our life. So that's why it's so powerful. And that's how we use a little bit of the techniques. 
Wow. First of all, I told there's so many things that I've already learned from this. Um, I always thought the breath work was to calm. It's very, it's helped me in a lot of ways in the stress um, fight or flight response to calm down. But you're literally telling me that I could use breath work if I don't want that extra coffee in the afternoon Absolutely. to energize myself as well. Obviously, we all know that breath is so important in our weightlifting in the gym as well. And so I think you know, just thinking about it in a different way is so valuable and you can utilize it in so many ways. So just to like ask another question, because I feel like everyone's going to learn so much from this already, but, and maybe some people can relate to this. Sometimes I feel like it's hard to hold and specifically at the end, it's the, like, I can hold at the top, but it's hard to hold at the bottom. So can you tell us a little bit more of like why that might happen and why that hold is important too? Mm-hmm. Um, well, the, depending on the technique that you're doing, uh, I don't do a lot of holding on the, okay. the bottom, right? Um, the top, I think sometimes it's important because you are like, literally, you just put a lot of oxygen, oxygen in your body and you're receiving that oxygen when you exhale yeah. completely and you have no, no oxygen, right? Quote, unquote, um, when you exhale, that moment is like literally your body is going to fight to bring oxygen because it's what you need to live, right? Yeah. So your body yeah. wants more oxygen. So of course, your body will ask way more when you're like hold in the bottle than on the top because there you still have the oxygen and your body is still processing. But when you exhale completely and you empty out, that's the hardest moment because then your body is like, what's going on? Like, give me oxygen. I need more oxygen. You know, like it, it's kind of like that um, moment. So... Uh, one thing that it's important is there are a lot of breath work that they can uh, trigger a lot of trauma. So I think something that uh, not a lot of people talk about, um, but I I have my, it's not a concern. It's not, concern is not the word, but I have my reservations a little bit with some types of breath work because it can trigger a lot for a lot of people who are not ready. One, mm. to hold space. And two, for people that are not ready to face some traumas and stuff, you know? Yeah. So depending on the type of the breathing that you do, it can be very, very intense. So one thing that I always say, and I I really believe into that, is that you know your body better than anyone else. So mm -hmm. if there is a type of breathing that you do that doesn't feel good, right? Like it doesn't feel like your body is like comfort, not comfortable, but like you know your body, you know, like, so if you have like a type of breathing that you're doing or a session that you're doing, and it feels like, oh my God, that this is, this is not, my body's like going alert. Like I need to stop that. Listen, you know, your body knows better than anyone else. Mm -hmm. And not all breathing techniques is for everybody. There are some right. breathing techniques that it might not be the best for you and that's okay. So don't force yourself to do like some type of breathings that sometimes it's just like, yeah, it doesn't feel good. Like, you know, when it, when it, it's not for you, you know, so just trust yeah. your body. I love that. And just with anything with exercise and nutrition, like do what's best for you in your body. Exactly. So let's talk a little bit more about, um, your eyes are closed mostly in breath work. Right. And so, and we'll talk more about theta breath work. Cause you have an eye mask and I, that's been really cool for me because eye masks are like, yeah, you wear them for me. I was like, I wear eye masks when I sleep. Why would I wear them when I'm like doing something like this? So mm -hmm. can you tell us a little bit more about what the purpose is behind closing your eyes when you're breathing 
Mm-hmm. And um, also within that same realm of like not feeling safe, mm-hmm. if you close your eyes or you like, you might see a trauma or something, is that yeah. something that could come up? And would they get the same experience if their eyes were open? Mm-hmm. Um, so the reason that we use eye mask and we ask to close the um, the eyes during a theta breathwork experience um, again, there are so many type of breathing techniques, right? So you can do box breathing with your eyes open and it's going to bring you the same state. I personally always do with my eyes closed because it allows me to go inward and not get distracted by what is around me. So the reason that we ask eye mask in Theta Breathwork is because if you are in a state and I'm putting you in a, in a very deep state, uh, not only through breathwork, but other techniques that we use with Theta Breathwork, um, and you start to get distracted by people walking in the room or lights moving around or things that is happening around you or whatever is the distraction that you might have in this space that you have, you are pulling yourself out of an experience that is inward. What Theta Breathwork does is really connecting you to a deeper part of yourself, a deeper part of your subconscious. Uh, and if you are all the time like trying to look or, or being distracted by the light, you are pulling yourself out of an, a beautiful experience that it is within yourself. What we ask people is to make sure that you are in a space that you can feel comfortable to close your eyes. Um, if you live in a, in a house where you don't feel safe, um, you can do the experience with your eyes kind of like open. Uh, you probably won't feel a completely experience, like a full experience, because you're going to be trying to pull yourself out of that. Yeah. Yeah. I totally understand that. So we've been talking about theta breath work a lot, and obviously it's a form of breath work, but for me, when I first tried it, I was probably a couple of months ago at this point, I didn't realize what it could do, but also what it was in general. Like I just assumed that it would just be you put an eye mask on and you're in breath work, but it's so much more than that. And when yeah. my first experience was with my husband and we were sitting on the bed and I was like, oh my God, I feel like I was just lifted up from the bed. I feel like I was spinning, but also like on stage, like speaking to people, like I just felt like I was like so out of body and it was like such a cool experience. But one of my favorite parts about it is your voice, because it's beautiful and amazing, but also the music component. So tell us a little bit just like how it works and um, just how people can get into it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love the music as well. And everybody who go through a therapeutic experience, they, they speak on the music and the music that we use, it's very intentional music. So it's not only like putting a playlist on Spotify, you know, we curate an experience and we create playlists that it's specific for some types of theta breathwork experience. So as you were saying, um, depending on the type of session, we use different types of music. So the session that you did, I don't remember exactly the first one that you did, what it was like the specific of that session. Uh, but It might be, for example, a session focused on finding your purpose, or it might be a session to find clarity or make a decision that you want to make, or it might be a session just to release and a lot of like emotional release, you know, letting go the things that you have been holding and... So it really depends on the type of sessions. We create a playlist and a, and a, and a flow specific for that session. Uh, in my case, I have many, many playlists at this point, uh, but something that we teach in the Theta Breathworks Education, because it's such an important part of the 
the the, the process and the, the the experience that we create is how to create this playlist because there is a logic on the first music that we use, the second, the third, the fourth, how we finish, how the, the in the meditation part, in the breathwork part, in like the the release part. So there is a specific type of music that evokes a different type of emotion and helps you to navigate that emotion that we use in that experience. Something that I always ask for every certified theta graph or coach is making sure that whatever music that you're choosing and, and bringing into the experience, um, you are very intentional, especially when you use lyrics, right? Because mm -hmm. when you put people in that experience, again, as you said, you felt like you were out of your body. You were in a, such a deep state. We intentionally put you in a theta state. And this state is a, a state that your brain becomes more open to suggestions. That's where the hypnosis part is so important, that we bring suggestions and words and questions that helps you to rewrite and reprogram your brain in alignment with what you desire. So uh, when we do group sessions, it's usually like beliefs that are, it's more like a collectively empowering, right? So you are worthy, you are enough, um, you are capable, uh, beliefs that we all need, and it's helpful for whatever it is that we are creating in our life. When we are doing a private session, it's a little bit different because when you are doing a private session, I'm going deeper with you and you are speaking into whatever is the specific thing that you are working on. So for example, you uh, want to work through body image, you you know, like uh, I have lots of struggles with body image. I have a lots of beliefs that I, I look like this. People will say that or whatever it is that you're navigating. Then we curated and created a session that it's specific for that with uh, beliefs and things that, and questions and prompts and cues that will support you specific in your journey. So that's a little bit the difference. And that's why the music also, it's very, very helpful in the, the whole experience. And the whole experience itself are like about 30, 40 minutes or so, right? So usually the, a full session, not considering like the questions in the beginning or integration in the end, yeah. like the, 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 the audio session is 20, 25 minutes. Okay. Which is minutes. also so nice as someone that is pretty beginner to all this, it yeah. makes it feel like a very easy, easy way to entry. And so if you are, we also do like 10 minute sessions sometimes. So I have clients okay. that they are like, yeah, I, I want to do more, but I like, I'm in my day to day. I'm, you know, go, I work with a lot of entrepreneur and type a hyper achiever. And they're like, yeah. I don't have time. You know, I have to do this and this and this, and this. So sometimes I, I create like 10 minutes audio sessions, 15 minutes okay. out sessions that it's for you to use more in your day to day or in the middle of your day. So it's possible. I wouldn't do less than 10 minutes because yeah. then it's, it's not enough time for you to really like bypass the analytical mind and start to the reprogram part of that. So 10 minutes minutes, it would be like a minimum of a minimum. And what do you say is like a, like a good amount to do this kind of stuff? Like if you it had really it depends. It really depends on the, fa the phase that you are in life, what you want to create. So for example, uh, something that hypnosis is, is based on, and it's very helpful is the, the practice, the daily practice of like listening to subliminal audio, like in the morning at night, many times a day, because that's a way for you to reprogram the subconscious, right? So affirmations, let's use the affirmations that everybody knows what affirmations is, right? So affirmation is when you have like a sentence, a question, and you're repeating and repeating and repeating and repeating. And there is one moment that you're like, something clicks and you start to believe in that. Of mm -hmm. course, 
I, I, I have my reservations with affirmations. I think it's not like simply like I'm enough, I'm enough, I'm enough and I'm enough. And then like suddenly I wake up and I'm like, oh my God, I feel so enough. Right. That that's not yeah. how it works, but that's the, the kind of like the, a little bit of the science part of the, the affirmation is really your subconscious learn through repetition. So you're repeating and repeating and repeating and repeating. And there is a moment that the neural pathway for that belief, the synapse happens automatically. And then you are not consciously saying that anymore. And automatically you already believe that you are enough, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, what, for example, Dr. Joe Dispenza teach is that not only the repetition of the affirmation, the intention, but also associating that to an emotion in your body. Because when you associate that to an emotion and you feel a connection with that belief and you really feel in your body, your body starts to absorb that and your brain becomes way more rewired to that. It's easier. So that's that's a little bit of uh, the affirmation part. I lost myself where I was saying about affirmation. What was your question again? <laughs> how often you want to be doing oh, this? How often? So there are clients sometimes that they are working through a specific thing and they want to rewire a certain belief that it's something that it's ingrained for many, many years. So I sometimes recommend just go, I do the private session and I recommend that they listen for at least a week every day in the morning if they can like do the session because it helps. Uh, but they, I have clients that they do once a week, you know, uh, on the Theta Breathwork membership, we do once a week. I In the beginning, I was doing once a month, but I, I wanted to support more. And I want them, even if it's in a group setting, I want to like just giving more to people be able to use that. So I would say like ideally once a week would be good. But if you can do it biweekly, whatever you can do is going to be helpful, you know, but trying to find a consistency with that. Should you always have some sort of intention behind the breathwork that you're doing? That's a good question. Um, well, let's think like that. If you want to manifest something, right? You want to, you want to your future or something look in a certain way. If you don't have like a specific thing, anything that comes serves, right? So what I say is it's cool to have an intention because you can direct a little bit more. But at the same time, sometimes it doesn't need to be like a, a big intention, like I want to rewire this belief or I want to release that self-doubt. It doesn't need to have like a super complex and a specific intention, but just coming with like, why do you think your heart wants to do that session that moment? You know, like simple as that, like, oh, just, I want to feel calmer. I just want to relax. I just want to be more present in my body. You know, like simple intentions, it doesn't need to be super, super complex. If you go in a session, you have literally no intention, probably you will have things coming up, but not necessarily it's going to be direct to what you were like bringing into in that moment. Are you working on anything right now through breath work? Mm, I am. So I'm going through a very challenging moment right now. And you know that. Um, I, when I I said, like I lived in Malaysia was like the toughest moment and I had my, what happened that moment, it was a hormone problem that I had that manifested in my body in many different ways. One of the ways was my skin and I had this crazy acne that I never had in my life. 
And I was like, what's going on? Like, I never had that in my head. I was like, oh, because I'm going through this spiritual transformation and I'm in a new country, new food and the weather. And of course, all these things, the stress, all these things helped. Um, not helped, did the opposite, right? <laughs> but it contributed to, to yeah, the experience yeah. that I was having. But the root cause was my hormone that because I took birth control my whole life, I never saw that I had the hormone um, deficient in my liver and like the detoxification process, all of that. And when the acne started, I, I just like tried to go through many different diets and try to change my, the way that I was living or like exercise, all of that. And nothing was working. I tried all the cosmetics and, and treatments and, and nothing was working. So I went to Accutane after resisting for a year. And Accutane is just something that puts you, a lot of people at least that I experience, and I had the same experience, it puts you in a very depressed state. Um, so I had days in that I didn't want to leave my bed. I have days where I was like, I don't want to be alive. I don't want to be here. I have no purpose in living. And I knew that it was not like myself. It was completely opposite of who I have always been, like someone super happy, energized and excited and positive. And I was just the opposite of that. So it was a lot of, it was very, very tough. And this was four years and a half ago, four years ago. And after that, I took Accutane and after a year, and when you take Accutane, you have to go back to birth control. You cannot take Accutane without birth control. So again, I was uh, solving the cause, the, 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 the problem that I was having, but at the same time, I was masking the root cause of what I was going through. And then last year, a year and a half ago, almost, um, I stopped birth control again. And six months later, what happened? My skin started. So my acne started to show up again. I was like, what's happening? Like I treat this already. Is it going to start again? And then eight months later, my skin started to be worse and worse. And I was like, what's going on? Like, I don't want to go back to Accutane again. So I did the whole uh, hormone test, gut test, all of that to try to find the cause. And what I found out was my liver, that it's not detoxifying the, the second phase of my hormone situation. So in this process, I was like, okay, I found the root cause, but mm -hmm. any hormone thing is not a day night solve, you know, it's a whole process. And I've been in this process in the past I would say like six months trying different things. And for four months of the six months was just trying things that were not really like working. And this past six months and the, the past two months, uh, it started to be worse because what I was doing was not working. Yeah. And now that I'm working with someone that I really trust and it's helping me a lot, I'm very hopeful, but I have moments and days that I'm like, am I going back to the same thing? You know, the, the voice that comes and I'm like, I'm noticing myself going through the same spiral that I was going in that moment. Um, and it's not even like the the aesthetic of it. Like I done, I posted the other day on my Instagram and people were like, oh, you are so beautiful. You're beautiful anyway. And I'm like, that's not the point. It's not that I feel that I'm not beautiful. I know I'm beautiful. I really do. Like I know my heart. I know who I am. Like I'm not, my my struggle is not, for how my face looks, but it's like, 
it hurts sometimes. It bothers me. It's like all oh, there. And then I can use makeup because it, it hurts even more. And then it bothers me. And like here in the camera, you can't see. But if I show you a photo, you wouldn't believe how it is like in the morning sometimes, you know? Yeah. And it's like just the, the 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 process of having to go through all of that again. Sometimes it just gets me. So I believe that what I'm working, this is one of the things that I'm working is really accepting and being patient with the process because I know it will few months, maybe a year from now, I'm going to look back and say like, oh my God, I'm so grateful I didn't take a cushion and I'm so grateful I gave myself the time and the patient to heal the root cause, you know, and, and really like learn more about my body. And I'm grateful that my body is giving this, the signs. And I know that sometimes it's hard and I don't know if someone who is listening is going through similar uh, challenge, but I know because I go through, so there are days that I'm like, I don't want to be patient. I don't want to wait. Yeah. This is fucking annoying. I'm sorry. I don't know if I can curse here. You can curse. It's all good. <laughs> it's it's annoying and it's frustrating and it feels like I'm going backwards and I'm going through all this again, but it's yeah. not, you know? So then I need like, this is the process of like that Theta Breathwork helps me so much is grounding myself and going back yeah. to my presence and like be grateful that my body is showing me the root cause, something that if one day I decide to have kids, it's going to be so much worse because I will have to navigate the whole hormone things, you know? Yeah. So I think the the body is so intelligent and gives us so many signs and just going through the easy and quickie I can't even say easy because Akutani is not easy. It's very challenging and it's a long process and it's very, very painful, but it's, it, it fixed the problem, right. but it fixed the problem on the surface. Right. Mm -hmm. And then it comes back again because you didn't heal the root of that. So I just like navigating this process and being patient and loving with myself, um, Sometimes it's very challenging. So I think Theta Breathwork is helping me to ground myself and rewire the beliefs when sometimes it comes, like the the root beliefs again that comes and say yeah. like, everything is happening again. And like, this is happening because of this or whatever is like the the, the conversation, the thoughts and the, the beliefs that it's coming. And this past weekend, I was having a very bad breakdown, especially on my skin and I, my parents called me, I posted a video on, on uh, Instagram and my parents called, my uncle called me and it was like, what's going on? I saw your face. What happened? And I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, here we go. It was the same thing that happened last time, you know? So that yeah. reaction of my family also triggered what happened right. the last time. So I had to just like, okay, this is just a trigger. This is happening. Let me go back and find the tools that helps me to ground and be more present and work through this thing. So I think this is the the biggest challenge that I'm going through right now. And I think so many people can relate to it because they may have had skin, face, body image issues, and they will keep coming up. And there will be, even if a year from now, your skin is perfect, there might be a breakout one day. Yeah. You might have a bad body image day or face day, but now you have the tools and resources to guide you through that. And breath work, movements, nutrition, all these things are so valuable and so helpful. And they're all tools and resources to help you as a human being. And so 
thank you for sharing that story and being so open and vulnerable with us because I feel as though so many people can relate to it. And you know, yeah. if it's not skin, it's this or that. And we as oh women yeah, this is just one of the of things something. that I'm working through. Yeah, yeah. Some others. <laughs> There's always something, and we're always working through something. But the the best part about you know our journey in our life is that we can evolve and adapt and kind of work through a lot of those things. And Theta Breathwork is an awesome resource to add to your toolkit. So thank you again for sharing that. So where can people do Theta Breathwork and like experience Bia just as a whole? Uh, um, well, there are many, many ways. I think the way that I think it's going to be the best way to give everybody the chance to try is Theta Thursday. So Theta Thursday is uh, every Thursday. We come together as a community, 5 p.m. Central Time, usually, is the time that we come together. And it's for those of you who are listening who never tried Theta Breathwork before, I, can you put a link on the description? Of course, yes. Yeah. Great. So we're going to leave a link that you can come and no strings attached. You can just come, try a session, do the live session. And if you can join this next Thursday, come the next one and and just try it out try yourself you know it's the best way for you to experience what it is and if it works for you and you might say like oh my god it was amazing it was transformational i want to keep doing more and then we can give you more information on how to continue the work or you can say like you know what it's not for me or it's not now and you know and it's all good you're going to find the way that it is for you and work for you yes but definitely try it because it's incredible and i'll yes. be there this thursday yeah. um, where can people find you on social or website or all that stuff too uh, website is uh, theta-breathwork.com and Instagram is simply theta-breath. So awesome. you can find us there. One last question I like to ask everyone is what is one thing that you wish you knew before you started your fitness and wellness journey? Oh, well, I started my journey so young. Yeah. Um. I think I, I wish I knew that was not only about the body, but it was way more about the mental. I think mm -hmm. I, I, I wish I knew that the consistency is more important than the time length or the amount of weight that you, that you use, or, you know, it's, it's the consistency and the fun, finding fun with it. For me, it's like the most important thing. Um, I think like in many phases of my life, I kind of miss track of the the fun and the consistent of it, you know? Uh, I think right now in the phase that I am right now is it's not challenging. This is a belief. I'm making challenging. I'm making myself, I'm putting myself in a situation. You see that I'm also out-correcting myself, right? Because that that's how... And I love that because I'm making myself more aware of the things that I'm saying that they are beliefs and they are not truths. So I'm putting myself in a situation where I'm challenging myself to exercise consistently and mm -hmm. consistency is the most important thing. And just like, even if I go for 10 minutes and move my body, you know, like 15 minutes, same thing as breath work. Even if yeah. you do five minutes a day, 10 minutes a day, it already changed and helps you so much. So yeah, this was actually a very good question to remind me of that. So thank you for asking that. Uh, definitely consistency and fun. Love it. Love that answer. Again, Bia, thank you so much for being here. You provided so much value and tools and resources. Everyone, please make sure you're following Bia on Instagram, social, and join us 
I'll leave it in the show notes for Theta Thursdays, 5 p.m. Yes. Central Standard Time. You just have fun. to show up on Zoom. It's awesome. It's fun. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. you. I love you. Love you. Thanks for coming to this Tarot Talk. I hope you're taking something away from this episode. And if so, I would love to hear about it. You can connect with me at the Tarot Talk and at Tara Ferrara on Instagram. A few ways you can help support the show and help spread the word. You can share it on Instagram, tag at the Tower Talk and at Tara Ferrara. Send an episode to a friend and please leave a review if the show is resonating with you. It takes just a few minutes and it means so much to help this show grow and it helps me to continue to bring on badass guests for all of us to learn and grow from. I am so happy you're here and excited to be on this journey with you. Until next time, be a badass with a good ass.